Chapter Thirty One of April's Lady. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Linda Marie Nielsen, Vancouver, B.C. April's Lady by Margaret Wolfe Hungerford. Chapter Thirty One. A bitter and perplexed. What shall I do? is worse to man than worse necessity three months have come and gone and winter is upon us it is close on christmas tide indeed all the trees lie bare and desolate the leaves have fallen from them and their sweet denizens the birds flown or dead evening has fallen the children are in the nursery having a last romp before bed hour their usual happy hunting ground for that final fling is the drawing-room but finding the atmosphere there to-night distinctly cloudy they had beaten a simultaneous retreat to bridget and the battered old toys upstairs children like rats dislike discomfort mrs monkton sitting before the fire that keeps up a continuous sound as musical as the rippling of a small stream is leaning back in her chair her pretty forehead puckered into a thousand doubts joyce near her is as silent as she is while mr monkton after a vain pretence at being absorbed in the morning paper diligently digested at eleven this morning flings it impatiently on the floor what's the good of your looking like that barbara if you were compelled to accept this invitation from my mother i could see some reason for your dismal glances but when you know i am as far from wishing you to accept it as you are yourself why should ah but are you says his wife with a swift dissatisfied glance at him the dissatisfaction is a good deal directed towards herself if you could make her sure of that says joyce softly i have tried to explain it to her but i suppose i am unreasonable says barbara rising with a little laugh that has a good deal of grief in it i suppose i ought to believe turning to her husband that you are dying for me to refuse this invitation from the people who have covered me with insult for eight years when i know well that you are dying for me to accept it oh if you know that says monkton rather feebly it must be confessed this fatally late desire on the part of his people to become acquainted with his wife and children has taken hold of him has lived with him through the day not for anything he personally could possibly gain by it but because of a deep desire he has that they his father and mother should see and know his wife and learn to admire her and love her of course i know it says barbara almost fiercely do you think i have lived with you all these years and cannot read your heart don't think i blame you freddy if the cases were reversed i should feel just like you i should go at any lengths to be at one with my own people i don't want to go to even the shortest length says mr monkton 
as if a little nettled he takes up the dull old local paper again and begins a third severe examination of it but mrs monkton feeling that she cannot survive another silence lays her hand upon it and captures it let us talk about it freddy says she it will only make you more unhappy oh no i think not it will do her good says joyce anxiously where is the letter i hardly saw it who is asked demands barbara feverishly nobody in particular except you my father has expressed a wish that we should occupy that house of his in harley street for the winter months and my mother puts in accidentally as it were that she would like to see the children but you are the one specifically alluded to they are too kind says barbara rather unkindly to herself i quite see it in your light it is an absolute impertinence says monkton with a suppressed sigh i allow all that in fact i am with you barbara although why keep me thinking about it put it out of your head it requires nothing more than a polite refusal i shall hate to make it polite says barbara and then recurring to her first and sure knowledge of his secret desires you want to go to them i shall never go without you returns he gravely ah that is almost a challenge says she flushing barbara perhaps he is right says joyce gently as she speaks she gets up from the fire and makes her way to the door and from that to her own room will you go without me says barbara when she has gone looking at her husband with large earnest eyes never you say you know me thoroughly barbara why then ask the question well you will never go then says she for i i will never enter those people's doors i couldn't freddy it would kill me she has kept up her defiant attitude so successfully and for so long that mr monkton is now electrified when she suddenly bursts into tears and throws herself into his arms you think me a beast says she clinging to him you are tired you are bothered give it up darling says he patting her on the back the most approved modern plan of reducing people to a stale of common sense but you do think it don't you no barbara there now be a good sensible girl and try to realize that i don't want you to accept this invitation and that i am going to write to my mother in the morning to say it is impossible for us to leave home just now as as a oh anything will do as baby is not very well that's the usual polite thing eh oh no don't say that says mrs monkton in a little frightened tone it's it's unlikely it might i'm not a bit superstitious freddy but it might affect baby in some way do him some harm very well we'll tell another lie says mr monkton cheerfully will say you've got the neuralgia badly and that the doctor says it would be as much as your life is worth to cross the channel at this time of year 
that will do very well says mrs monkton readily but i am not a bit superstitious says he solemnly but it might affect you in some way do you some harm and if you are going to make a jest of it freddy it is you who made the jest well never mind i accept the responsibility and will create even another turriddle if i say we are disinclined to leave home just now will that do yes says she after a second struggle with her better self in which it comes off the loser that's settled then said mr monkton peace with honour is assured let us forget that unfortunate letter and all the appurtenances thereof yes do let us freddy says she as if with all her heart but the morning convinces monkton that the question of the letter still remains unsettled barbara for one thing has come down to breakfast gowned in her very best morning frock one reserve for those rare occasions when people drop in overnight and sleep with them she has indeed all the festive appearance of a person who expects to be called away at a second's notice in a very vertex of dissipation joyce who is quite as impressed as monkton with her appearance gazes at her with a furtive amazement and both she and monkton wait in a sort of studied silence to know the meaning of it they aren't given long to possess their souls in patience freddy i don't think mabel ought to have any more jam says mrs monkton presently or tommy either she looks at the children as she speaks and sighs softly it will cost a great deal says she the jam says her husband well really at the rate they are consuming it i oh no the railway the boat the fare the whole journey says she the journey says joyce why to england to take them over there to see their grandmother says mrs monkton calmly but barbara well dear i thought barbara i really consider that question decided says her husband not severely however is the dearest wish of his heart to be accomplished at last i thought you had finally made up your mind to refuse my mother's invitation i shall not refuse it says she slowly whatever you may do i you said you didn't want to go says his wife severely but i have been thinking it over and her tone has changed and a slight touch of pink has come into her pretty cheeks after all freddy why should i be the one to keep you from your people you aren't keeping me don't go on that well then will you go by yourself and see them certainly not not even if i give you the children to take over not even then you see says she with a sort of sad triumph i am keeping you from them what i mean is that if you had never met me you would now be friends with them i'd a great deal rather be friends with you says he struggling wildly but firmly with a mutton chop that has been done to death by a bad cook i know that in a low and troubled tone but i know too that there is always unhappiness where one is on bad terms with one's mother and father 
my dear girl i can't say what bee you have got in your bonnet now but i beg you to believe i am perfectly happy at this present moment in spite of this confounded chop that has been done to a chip god sends meat the devil sends cooks that's not a prayer tommy you needn't commit it to memory but there's god and the devil in it says tommy skeptically that always means prayers not this time and you can't pray to both your mother has taught you that you should teach her something in return that's only fair isn't it she knows everything says tommy dejectedly it is quite plain to his hearers that he regrets his mother's universal knowledge that he would have dearly liked to give her a lesson or two not everything says his father for example she cannot understand that i am the happiest man in the world she imagines i should be better off if she was somebody else's wife and somebody else's mother whose mother demands tommy his eyes growing round ah that's just it you must ask her she is evidently some arrere pence freddy says his wife in a low tone well what am i to think you see to tommy who is now deeply interested if she wasn't your mother she'd be somebody else's no she wouldn't breaks in tommy indignantly i wouldn't let her i'd hold on to her i with his mouth full of strawberry jam yet striving nobly to overcome his difficulties of expression i'd beat her you shouldn't usurp my privileges says his father mildly barbara says joyce at this moment if you have decided on going to london i think you have decided wisely and it may not be such an expense after all you and freddy can manage the two eldest children very well on the journey and i can look after baby until you return or else take nurse and leave baby entirely to me mrs monkton makes a quick movement end of chapter thirty one recording by linda marie nielsen vancouver b c